The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, UFC Unfiltered. Matt is not here today. Bob Kelly, the great Bob Kelly, sits in. And we have Amanda Nunez and uh, Raquel Pennington on the phone. What? Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now... Your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Welcome. Uh, we have to. They were going to put the. Um, I said that they should put Matt Sarah's victory about winning the welterweight championship in the intro, but uh, Matt passed away, so uh, no longer going to be with us. Um, what? I thought I was doing this just today. No, no, no. You're on for good. Bob what? Kelly's here. Yeah, I didn't Go in peace, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Hey, uh, onward and forward. You know, we don't. We try not to grieve around here for too long. Yeah. <laughs> no, Matt's off with, uh, he's fucking gallivanting with Dana. They're uh, shooting one uh, of their uh, episodes, which, um, Looking know. for a fight. Yeah. Looking for a fight. Where, where are Dean they? Dean Thomas and Matt and Dean, and they don't, they don't tell us. They never tell me. But yeah, I, I know that Dean Thomas is very funny, so he's probably very good on the show. I don't watch it because I'm not on it, so I won't support anything I'm not a part of. Why? No, I just haven't seen it. Oh. I'm um, just kidding. I love it. Yeah, no, it's a good show. I'm happy for Matt, too. It's a great show. I think he's very funny. Matt's great on it, too. He is. He's perfect. Uh, and Dana, I love, you know, Dana's great on it, too. You can tell, though, when Dana's the man, because when there's something, something a little too crazy or something, you know, it was one episode, I, was, I think I talked about it before, where they were camping, and Dana had somebody go get him pillows. <laughs> <laughs> he had some, some, some assistant sure. run to a... That's reasonable. Run to a Walmart and get him some fluffy pillows. But how do they? Here's my. And this is how fucking stupid I am. How do they sleep on a pillow that the, the case hadn't been washed? Well, who gives? Can a you sleep on a pillowcase before they wash the case? They'd be itchy like a fucking crazy. No, they don't itch. Why do they itch? Because they have to wash them. That shit they pack them with. Stop it. Stop Dude, saying wash. Sheets have to. <laughs> sheets have to go through they the do laundry. Not. You would you would take sheets out of a package? Oh, you're such a white privileged man. No, I have a. You're correct. <laughs> as I should be. I'm a gentle, soft, sweet man. But no, man, my skin. I cannot. No. I itch so badly from certain uh, sheets. No, I, I. I think it's just a sheet. You wash them just because you can wash them. But, but you, you don't could have you to. could actually just lay down sheets and sleep on them. Yeah, of course. Lay down a sheet and sleep on it. Yes. With a pillowcase, yes. my head would feel like it was electricity going through it. Seriously. <laughs> I, I think I could do it. No, no fuck. No. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. wear a shirt without washing it? Sure. Why not? If I, yeah, of course. I've done it plenty of times. Oh, you go buy a shirt. You 
you know, you're sweating it or something you, like that. Are you sensitive? Like, Get off me I'm with tickling the, them. I hate your baby fingernails. I can't help it. I leave them just to kind of get to, to dig in my. Uh, I you have a little tiny white little baby fingernail. Yeah, it's not too long, but it's not short you enough. You don't like that? No, it's disgusting. It's not. Look. It's gross. <laughs> I, I most pedophiles have those. For by the way, for people that maybe this is they're tuning in for their first episode, this is comic uh, Bobby Kelly. Is yeah, didn't I say Bob? Oh yeah, yeah. Bob. You're right, Bob He's Kelly. A comedian. We appreciate that. Sure. Go ahead, Bob. Do some comedy. Hey. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, I have a kid. <laughs> it's hard being a parent. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Matt's away. So Bobby's. Uh, I thought we were gonna have Phoenix too. Phoenix coming in Wednesday. Oh, okay. I yeah. would have had both of these guys. I wish I, had a, I wish I had that name, Phoenix Kelly. Oh, I'd have to stay in shape though. Why? Yeah, your comedy you can't be, be Fat Phoenix Kelly. Sure, you can. That'd be that's your name, Fat huh. Phoenix Kelly. Yeah, but that would stink. No, it's good. No, you know what? I come on, give it up for Phoenix my Kelly, name. and then I come out. And I'm just me, like this now. That's terrible. My, my UFC name, my fighting name, would not be cool. They would never go for it. What is it? I don't want to say it. Come on, please. Little Jimmy Tendernips. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be very deceiving if you won. You just came out and bit people's ankles. Yeah. <laughs> little little Jimmy tender nips. Is oh, I, I have very tender nips. Why? I just like them brushed lightly. I don't. I don't like my nips touched at all. I like them brushed lightly. The way the way picture a car wash, just gently that thing with the the suds, <laughs> the mop, <laughs> the mop. Yeah, that's how I like them touched, like a harpsichord. <laughs> I don't like my nipples touched at all. Mm. Does nothing for me. My nipples are dead. I wish it didn't. My nipples are dead, like the uh, a fourth. Breast implant on a middle-aged woman. They're really? just dead nipples. Yeah, it does a lot for me. Really? I just did that right now. I love it. Really? Can I try it? No. Why? Because it would gross me out. Why? And you wouldn't like the results. Why? <laughs> what do you mean gross? Just you a out? man touching me doesn't really do much for me. A man touching my nipples would All not right. turn well, me at least, on. At least I'm a man. Yeah. You call me. I'll take that as a compliment. Sure, you are. You're a male. Thank you. Um. All right, let's see here. A little, let's a little update with with the. Uh, dude, we do have um, Raquel Pennington calling in, and we also have Amanda Nunes calling in. The main event of uh, two twenty four. What's the date on that, Chris? Uh, it's May twelfth from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Is there a co-main on that yet? Uh, no. What are the a... fights are on there, Chris? Let's get to them. Uh, the bout order isn't determined yet, but Vitor Belfort is fighting Leota Machida. That's that right. Fight. That's Vitor's yes. retirement fight. Yes. And uh, Jacare versus Kelvin Gastelum is on that too. That's oh. yeah. That, that's a very scary fight for uh, Kelvin because yeah. Jacare is such a big guy, Oof. and uh, the fact that he just knocked out. Um, oh my God! Don't tell Derek Brunson. Jesus. For the second time. Yep. Uh, yeah, but he just has Brunson's number because Brunson was on a bit of a roll there, and he just he just. Right, like Jacare is obviously well known for his jujitsu, yes. but you do think of him as a guy that has a lot of power. But he that's only his fourth knockout, and he has two over Brunson, so yes. he does have Brunson's number for sure. He does. Um, so yeah, that's a great fight. They're the only ones that have been announced. Uh, there might, yeah, there might be one other one on there. I could look. But. Oh now that's gonna be interesting, Belfort Machida. I can't. That's a good fight. I like that fight. I was see, see, because they're Vitor's both last fight. They're kind of both in the. I mean, Machida's I still like, but he's not. You know. He's, he's in the twilight. He's in the twilight, and he's still, you know, he's still got it. That's going to be a great fight. Well, Bisping had offered to fight Vitor for his last fight. And now Bisping, because Mike, uh, Michael wants one more fight. He knows he, he wants well, to Well, I think that was the other way around, actually. Vitor wanted to fight Oh, sorry. Is that what Bisping, it was? Okay. Because Bisping's looking to probably have his last fight, too. So Vitor's saying maybe they could fight each other in their last fight. And now Bisping is talking about the possibility of a trilogy with Luke Rockhold. I would be interested in that because I like Michael so much. 
But now Rockhold is talking about possibly going up to light heavyweight. He said the weight cut was hard in that last fight uh, against Yoel Romero. Was it a third round knockout? Uh, I, th- I think it might have been second. I think it was second. I mean, you might yeah. be right. I just don't remember my memory. I would better. like to see Michael fight uh, Luke again. That I, I mean that because that fight was great and he knocked him out. But it's like okay, was it a fluke? Did did, did right? Whenever someone someone gets caught, but yeah. then again, can you sell that fight? Like Connor or Jose too, you probably couldn't have sold because who cared? That was a problem. After Uriah Faber, there was that mistake with Henan Barrow. Remember Barrow hadn't lost. I think it was in New Jersey that happened. He hadn't lost in so long. Right. And then Richard, uh, oh God, uh, fucking, uh, oh my God, the ref. Well, I, I'm thinking Richard Steele. It's not him Richard. at all. John right. McCarthy? No. Herb Dean? Black ref, Herb Dean. Uh, I always think Richard Steele cause of guys who's because Kenny, my friend, can't stand Herb Dean. He says he stops fights too. Uh-huh. Oh, there he goes again. <laughs> but I like her. But in this one, I think he didn't see Uriah raising his thumb. Do you remember the Burrell loss where Uriah lost like the first round? He was going for the belt. It was heartbreaking. Yeah, not Burrell though. I guess Uriah Hall. No, Uriah Faber. Oh, Uriah Faber. Did yeah, I yeah, say yes. Uh, yeah, I say Uriah Hall. Yeah, maybe I got confused. No, you're absolutely uh, you're right. right. Yes, Jimmy Uriah. was right. Yes. New Jersey. <laughs> they fought um, in favor. I think that was a championship fight. And you felt so bad because it was Dean's mistake. And it was like, when the fuck is Uriah going to get another fight? So I'm like, they got to give him another shot. And then someone pointed out, how do you sell it? He just... I think that a, a Luke Bisming fight... First of all, Michael would sell that fight. Yeah, Michael could sell And And the trash talk between those two, because Michael is so good at it now. And yeah. I don't... Th- Luke thinks he's good at it. I mean, he... he but he's all right at it. But th- when they get together and they they start, uh, and you know they really don't like each other, they start doing. Oh, they really don't like each other. I think that fight will sell itself. Maybe not as the main event, but it could definitely be on a card with another main, another like co-main event. A I co-main. would definitely buy that fight. I would love to see that fight. And then especially if Michael goes off, right? And- and 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 he knocks him the fuck out again. That's crazy. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? The stakes are really high for Rockhold. He can't lose to Bisping in that fight. That'd be two in a row. Three can't out of lose. four. You know. No, yeah. he's gonna move up. He's gonna try. And to I move think up. Rockhold needs that. I think Absolutely. Rockhold needs to needs a fight like that to go in and say, "I told you." Right. Well, Rockhold said, "If if Bisping beats me, I'd retire. If we fought, and, and he, he would retire. Would, Imagine I, that. I would retire. Yeah. I'd see that fight in a second. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Especially when you say that. Right. Like they're both." Well, they both might retire from this yeah, fight. That, that's like very pro wrestling. Like, I'll go home if I lose this one. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so where we're at. So, it, was a, it was a third round knockout, by the way. You were right. Thank you. Jim was uh, right again. Yeah, Bisping I'm, and I'm uh, Rockhold. Uh, he said, uh, I think uh, Michael Bisping talked about the possibility with Luke. He said, I respect everybody, but he sounds mentally challenged while talking. How do you not? Whoever doesn't like Bisping, what is wrong with you? Who doesn't like Michael Bisping? He doesn't scare me one little bit. He never has. He didn't the first time. He didn't the second time. And he absolutely wouldn't the third time. So I definitely want to take a fight with Luke Rockhold if the UFC gives me the right deal. Uh, he says, I knocked him out. David Branch nearly knocked him out. Yoel Romero knocked him out. Uh, you think he wouldn't want to get knocked out again, but I'll tell you this. I will officially say this if the deal is correct. Yeah, I'll knock him out again. And Rockhold said, if Bisping uh, beats me in this fight, this will be my retirement fight. You want to say it was an easy fight? Step in the cage and prove it. Let's finish it. Okay. So it looks like they're both on board for this um, fight. Maybe Luke wants one more fight at middleweight before moving up, and he figures that this is, you know, at least he's fighting a guy who's stepping down as opposed to some fucking young animal. Right. Maybe Bisping wants to move up. It's his last fight. Maybe he doesn't want to cut all, cut weight. Maybe. He oh, you just... think they both want to fight light heavyweight? Maybe. Or... Bisping's fought at light heavyweight before. I know, but at That's this point, yeah. when, he fought, when he fought Henderson, they fought at middleweight, right? Or was that light heavyweight? Uh, was middleweight? That was middleweight, yeah. I think. I'm pretty sure yeah um 
Right, Henderson moved up to fight Fedor. Did he fight, move to Hayway to fight Fedor, right? Yeah. So Dana, I, this is old news, had a picture with uh, Lesnar. Is Lesnar coming back? Hey, look, if he does, great for the UFC. I'm happy if they're happy, but as a person, it doesn't really matter to me, but it would be fun to watch him. You know, who does he fight? Who would Lesnar fight? You want like to see fight Lesnar Verdum. Sure, what, what about John Jones? Oh. John Jones is not... You're crazy. I, I, don't, I don't think of John Jones. Yeah. At all, for anything. I love John Jones. I like him personally. I don't think John Jones is fighting for a long, long time. Unless there's something I don't know. Yeah, what, what is happening with him? He's out for a long time, at least a year and a half. Yeah, we, we talked about it, uh, I don't know, a few, few episodes ago, where he had his uh, California State Athletic Commission hearing. They took his... CSAC! CSAC, that's right. They took his <laughs> license away. And they said, depending on what USADA does with the suspension, he'd have to go back to CSAC to get his license back from them after the suspension. So he hasn't been suspended by USADA yet. This is just an indefinite suspension until that happens. So he's out. I mean, he's out potentially for f- four years, but who knows what, you know, what's going Yeah, happen. so I don't think about Brock. Four years, potentially four. You're done. He is done. You can't come back. 100% you're right. You can't come back to fight. This was literally yeah. the fact that he has to step aside again. This is just. It's a thirty for thirty. It's unfortunate. I mean, I really like John so much, but the you know, but the other thing though at the at the hearing, uh, Andy Foster, the athletic director there, said to them as his recommendation of like we should take his license away. He's like, but I believe he didn't take anything intentionally. He's like, he just can't prove he didn't. He's like, I, in my heart, believe John Jones didn't do this on purpose. So, you know, maybe we'll see. Yeah. What about uh, what about a, a Brock a Josh Barnett fight? That'd be all right. That'd yeah, be interesting. Yeah, two wrestlers. Yeah. Two wrestlers, they both he they, they both talk shit. They're both kind of very WWF or WWE. WWE yeah, yeah. they they both have that, and they're big guys. You know, they're that'd be an interesting fight. But the yeah, problem I is with Brock and all the juicing and all that. Well, stuff. Well, I think Barnett actually is doing something with Usada. I'm pretty sure he got he popped for something. So I think he's having some kind of dispute with Usada now. Just so, let him you know. use fucking steroids. Can we get off it? <laughs> Can we stop it? I mean, what the fuck? I mean, you you want a fast car? You you let them use fast shit. You let them use better tires yeah. and better gas, and you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, the uh, testosterone replacements. I mean, steroids is one thing, but like the TRT is almost. You know, you can make an argument for that. Yeah, I mean, you what know? the fuck? These guys are killing themselves year after year. Matt would not agree with you. No. Yo, Bobby, I hate to disagree, <laughs> but uh, when that's the hurt business. Guys are trying to hurt you. You're trying to hurt them. <laughs> Matt would disagree and he wouldn't yeah, be he wrong would. I would agree with Matt on that I don't think you should be able to uh, even though as a fan I want to see just fucking giant gorillas hitting each other <laughs> but the reality is you don't I mean I like these you don't want to see these guys get fucking hurt like I don't want to see a guy get kicked like, like when Cormier got kicked by Joe like I was like oh fuck but like you you like these people you don't want to see one of them getting seriously hurt right. they're already hurting each other like how much more do we want out of these guys they're yeah. kicking the shit out of each other yeah. it's as close to bare knuckle fighting as like, you can I'm get I'm just so sick of fucking people getting popped and I know and, and, it's, and it's like you keep letting the air out of this balloon that you takes so much to blow up I mean Dana and the UFC mm-hmm. p- pump up this thing to get us interested in it and it's right there and and then we have it or it doesn't happen well they fought the so John hard. Jones shit I was so I mean, Connor leaves. John Jones comes back, and Ronda's gone. It's fucking like, and then it's just you. Brock is gone. You know what it is about the UFC fought so hard to become legal everywhere, mm-hmm. and again, I think they cared about the fighters anyway. But they fought so hard to prove it wasn't a violent sport. They're still not legal in Paris or France. The last thing they need good is somebody getting killed. 
Right. Like now again, they don't want that anyway. But I mean, like you really do up the ch- if you're allowing guys to choose, yeah. you are absolutely risking someone's life right. by doing that. And then all of a sudden, the states start outlawing it again. It's like you don't need it. Yeah, no, it's the right thing to do. And I think it's the right thing. to there's do There's a too. generation now of kids like a Sean O'Malley or whatever these kids that are coming up that don't even think Tough about motherfucker. He is. Stuff. They just know what to train. But and, but but does uh, like what John got popped for? What is that? Is that him using? What are they saying it is? Because. I mean, there's a difference between somebody using steroids to get uh, big you know, and holy bulky. shit, and then somebody to using steroids to actually heal themselves or right. Well, that's, quicker, that's right? what Tyrannibal is. That's the thing that he got, you know, supposedly popped for that that it's more for recovery and endurance as opposed to size, right? Which, to his point, if he failed a month before the fight, but passed tests before that, there's no reason to do that. It wouldn't have built up in your system. It wouldn't have done anything for you at that point. Right. You know? Yeah, he would have so. been so stupid to do it. Right. Um, and also, uh, this now this fight sounds... Very, for a while, I've been wondering, what the fuck is Jose Aldo going to do? I mean, he mm. uh, what's he going to do? He's lost twice to Max Holloway. He's saying now he would like a fight at 224 against Jeremy Stevens. And man, would I like to... Jeremy Stevens, who just beat... Uh, uh, Josh, uh, oh, don't, oh, Jesus Christ. My memory is getting so bad. Josh Emmett, sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, in a, a spectacular knockout. I'm not going to say who picked him to win, but one of us did. <laughs> and uh, him against Josie Oak. So what are you, what's he going to do next? Uh, Frankie's devastating loss to Brian Ortega. Um, have they fought Jeremy Stevens and Frankie? I would like to see that fight a lot as well. Yeah, they fought a 205. They, Frankie they, beat him by uh, uh, decision. unanimous okay. decision. But, right. but... Stevens caught him early in, the, in that yeah, fight. That's right. then that, yeah, it was a decision. I remember right. being worried for Frankie when he was fighting. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to see Jose against Jeremy Stevens because now you're going to have Holloway Ortega. Right. Uh, Edgar, I don't know who he fights next. Maybe he uh, drops down and fights Josh Emmett. I don't know who Frankie has to fight. He needs another fight to try to stay where he is. Right. Maybe, maybe a rematch with Cub Swanson. They're right Maybe there. I'm just saying, watch Josh. Josh. They're both coming off a loss. It's a huge fight for Frankie and a huge right. fight for Josh Emmett. And no, then, that's possible too. And then uh, Ortega fights Holloway, and then hopefully Frankie, if he wins, can get a shot. But Jeremy Stevens, Jose Aldo is a fight I would love to see. Yeah, Jose just hangs out in the top three, man. He's but he can't fight for the belt. He just fought for the belt. Right, and you don't really want to see Frank. I mean, maybe down the road, but I wouldn't really want to see Frankie and Aldo Jose again. No, th- not for again. a third time. No, now. It's like, I don't know. last time was I think in New York. It was a decision. Is that correct? Um, no, that was the Stevens fight. I think the last time they fought was in Vegas at 200. I'm uh, sorry, it was 200. I yeah. knew it was a monumental one. 200 yeah. was it. Uh, but yeah, Jeremy Stevens versus Jose Aldo would be a great fight. That makes sense for Stevens to get close to a title, and it makes yes. sense for Aldo to get right back into contention. So Yes, and uh, you know, look, I, I mean, it's going to be a good fight. Raquel Pennington against uh, Amanda Nunes, and this is just a little too soon for Cyborg, although she had such a fast knockout. Yeah. Um, uh, Kat- Katayani is her last name? The woman she just knocked out? Uh, uh, Kunitskaya. Kunitskaya. Yeah. Way off. Um, <laughs> I mean, just... I should have just said what's her. But uh, <laughs> they said it's too fast to turn around for Cyborg, and she also had a thing about fighting a Brazilian girl. But you know, come on, who gives a shit? Yeah, well, what I was telling Bobby, was I was reading... She had her post-fight interview after 222. She was saying that... She actually had a plan to adopt her niece. She like promised her niece years ago that when she moved to America, she'd be able to take her, you know, and come live with her. So I think she's handling some personal stuff, and then she'll get uh, back. She there, adopt so. the niece, but fucking fight Amanda Nunes. <laughs> you can't do twelve yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a fight though. You want a little build up too. I mean, she just fought. Yeah, she. Right. Did. I would. I, I wouldn't mind seeing this fight with Amanda. Um, I think it's. I think it's a good fight. I think they're both. 
you know, of course I think Amanda's going to win, but I, w- I, w- I don't mind waiting for that fight. I would like to see that. Just to fight I- Cyborg. Cyborgs. I would love to see. Uh, I can't. That fight's going to be huge. Which yeah. one? Cyborg Amanda. Cyborg Amanda. That's going to be a. Ma- that has to be on something in Manhattan. At the, the gar- a big card with some other title on it. Uh, and, 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 and really that, that's where I want to see that. I don't want to just see that on some, you know, whatever night I want to, I want to see that build and build and build. Well, how does Cyborg sell? Because again, they're going by pay-per-view by again. And this is where the UFC is just incredible is, is Brock. I mean, the ones who did over a million uh, were Ronda, Brock, Connor, yeah, uh, all out. John Jones out of the top four stars they've lost in the last two years. It's amazing. Uh, and Khabib and Tony, uh, April 7th, I put in a request for tickets. So if Dana happens to hear that. Uh, please. <laughs> I haven't gone in over a year to a fight. Yeah, I, haven't I, I would love to go too. I haven't obviously. gone in. F- I haven't gone I'm in three to take years. Nephew. Really? I haven't gone in three years. Yeah, because they, the last one was here was too big. Yeah, for me to go to. Um, They've taken very good care of me. I just want to go. No, I have not asked for a long time. I'm right. I just want. I haven't. Go. I haven't gone. I mean, I, I think I'm gonna take it. I would like to get a check in, just by myself and sit by myself. I want to take my nephew. I just want to go by myself. Sit um, <laughs> near Jim and his nephew. <laughs> well, I hope you were not, not in the section I want to be in. Why? I want to be in Dana's section. Oh, right, well, I'll sit in. The, I'll sit. Do in me the... a favor, Dana. Don't <laughs> sit me with the scum. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the time? Well, he sat us. I think it was Chael. Chael uh, uh, Anderson fight. No. Yeah, and he. They sat us there. You don't remember that? <laughs> what? They sat us. Was it? I think it was Chael Anderson. And um, do we have to move? Number two, no. They sat us right behind Chael's fiance. Oh yeah. And I remember you went somewhere. Uh, and uh, what's his name from the Cleveland friggin' Cavaliers? Oh uh, yes, LeBron? LeBron. LeBron walked up. Three hot chicks in front of us knew nothing about the sport. <laughs> just fuck, yeah. just hot chicks right in front row. Blah, blah. And he walked over, and they're like, "Can we have the photo?" And then he's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." And uh. They're like, can you take it? So I was like, absolutely, girls. I took the photo. I was like, can't make sure it's good. I go, hey, dude, you want to take a photo of the fat, chubby, ball guy? And he looked me like a, just a <laughs> fucking pig that I am and just walked away. Really? I'll, I'll be yeah. honest. The guy is, uh, he's not known as a great guy with fans. Oh. Hmm. He made, and the girls looked at me and giggled. It was so embarrassing. They said before that they did. Yeah, that was what I was saying. Before that, they were giggling. Fuck you. It was so embarrassing. That's shitty. And that's, I mean, that never happens with the fighters. fighters it are never so happens with the fighters. They're right. the best. They're the best, man. The best. So speaking of um, the best, except if you're eating, if you're trying to have your lunch yeah. in the back room where only fighters are allowed, yeah. and two bald assholes are like, yeah. hey, can you sign my gloves? Sandalay Silva. He probably thought I was going to sell them. I've never sold anything. Uh, I wanted to smash my fucking face. Really? He <laughs> went. He went and bought 150 pairs of gloves. But I, you know, I just bought them. I just, it was fun. It was, it was just, great. What was that, 2008, 2009? Oh, it was great. It was UFC 100 at the Expo, Fan Expo. Was that that long ago? We were in the back. Dana hooked us up. We had- Interviewing uh, uh, That's where I mean, we met Pat- uh, Reed, yeah. Uh, Pat- uh, Pat Everybody. Pat we, we interviewed everybody. And I mean, at, we had this little tiny room, maybe not even bigger than this room- where every single fighter was coming in to get away from the floor. Right. The, uh, you know, the, yeah, uh, the walk in us. Benson Henderson was there. Yeah. So many people. Uh, fucking, uh, all of them were there. Every single one of them was there. Cool. I mean, it was great. We had a great interview with Pat Barry, but then. <laughs> Junior Santos was champion at the time. Anderson was eating his lunch, right? 
was it was he? Uh, Vandalay Silva. Van, I mean, Vandalay Silva was eating his lunch. Mm-hmm. He was just like excited to get away from the fans for a second because right. he was probably out there for an hour and a half signing shit. Yeah, and he w- waiting right there, Jimmy, with a sharpie and a pair of gloves. And then he goes, "Okay, after I'm down, after I eat, Jimmy stood behind him." Over his shoulder. He literally <laughs> he literally wouldn't have hated me more if I said, hey, do you mind if I take a shit on your plate before you eat? <laughs> oh, he wanted to fucking kick me in the teeth. <laughs> By the way, um, you know, Connor uh, signed with Burger King, mm-hmm. and he took a shot at 50 seconds. Floyd, look, Floyd Mayweather, uh, before we get to that, I guess, uh, Tyron said he's going to meet up with Floyd. I guess they met up at a, at a Jordan party, and uh, they started talking about training MMA. And they said, uh, all right, let's connect. Let's hook up. I guess he's going to train him. Excuse me, guys. And uh, get him ready for some MMA. And he made, he said, y'all think it's a joke, but Floyd Mayweather is one of the best strikers of all time. How many guys in the UFC can wrestle, can't wrestle and can't grapple, and they consider themselves a stand-up fighter? They have to stand across from one of the greatest strikers ever. They're going to be in a world of smoke. Bottom line is this. Floyd is older. And even the ones that can't wrestle or can't grapple, could throw a fucking single leg on Floyd. Come on. It's ridiculous. Every I mean, I time, guess you have to hype it up again, but stop. You cannot go boxing to fucking Stop it. UFC. Not when you're 50. You no. can't. I don't care if you're 20. You can't go when a guy can throw a fucking head kick at you, when a guy can hit you with a knee, when a guy can grab your legs and drag you to the ground and just beat the shit out. You, you, you know, you, you can't. There's, there's no way. You can go the other way, barely, right. I think. Right, you know, like well, Connor did it pretty. He like, did it serviceably, you know. Like, that's what you could do. Yeah, yeah. He did a, it was a good job. But right. there's no way you go the other way. Well, no, and especially Floyd too, who's not well known for knocking people out with one punch power, all that stuff. You know, he hasn't done that in years. You so. know, the strength of a wrestler, yeah. it's something different. It's not. It's not the way they 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 train. It's it, their strength is is just nuts. It's it's gorilla strength. It's right. a different type of human strength. The way they pick somebody up and and throw them on the fucking ground. Yeah, and, and Floyd's not known as a knockout artist either. He's a great striker, but he's known as one of the great defense fighters, defensive fighters of all time and faster. He's not known as one of the greatest strikers. No, yeah. he doesn't get hit. He doesn't right. get hit. And when you can get somebody against the fence and stop swipping elbows at your fucking noggin, ugh, how, how are you gonna block that? No. So I guess Fifty Cent has blocked Connor on Instagram. But they, uh, he, he was talking a little shit about 50 Cent, and 50 responded with, don't get me fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Conor McGregor's talented fighter and all that. He's talented for a white boy, but you know, uh, have superior genes when it comes to that kind of shit. White people, in order for white people to make a champion, they have to make Rocky. Uh, they need to make that shit. First, and it was very, he was joking. But I got to say, can you imagine if a white musician said this about an African-American fighter? Like, well, can, yeah. I, I literally... Can you imagine the staggering outrage if it was a white musician saying this in reverse? And again, I like 50 Cent. I'm not saying he should get in trouble. He, I, I have no problem with what he said. My point is is the overreaction. The other well, what would he say? I mean, what sport would you say that in? Golf? I don't no, know. No, 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 but another musician about a fight. Just say another musician had commented. Say right. a country singer had yeah. commented on the fight and said that. Well, you know, Connor caught a lot of shit because he said... He, he called he, him boy. He said boy during the lead-up to the, the yeah, Floyd but, fight. Which, Bill Maher's career was almost ruined for doing a dumb joke. Right. No, but, boy is a cultural. It's not... He, when he says boy, it's not a... No, for it's sure. It's not right. a slave thing, you know? He's just being... But I'm just... I'm just again, I'm reading... 50s thing verbatim and then at the end he said they had to make that shit about Rocky because they can't actually just do that shit that's just too much work 
Apparently, Again, we've never seen Rocky Marciano. I mean, this we've yeah, had a. There's been a lot of white fighters over the championship yeah, fighters. Yeah. But ridiculous. he was laughing when he said it, so it was like he was being. He was joking. Yeah, and I like joking. again. He should. There should be the amount of outrage over that is none, and there shouldn't be none. I'm just pointing out how full of shit people are. It when should they get be mad on either way. way. Yeah, but you can't. You can't. I mean, look. You just can't say the n word. You can't say. You can't. You can't attack a black guy. Yeah, it being as vicious. a white guy being vicious. It's just. Yeah, Bill Maher wasn't though. He was just using the word stupidly. Yeah, Connor, of course, he did reply. It was very funny. He showed a picture of a shirtless fifty, <laughs> and he said, "Happy International Women's Day, everyone! <laughs> Get your tits out for the lads, ladies. We love you. Superior jeans, my big ball sack, mate. I am made of granite. You need a bra. You jabbed up, fool." Ha ha ha, you should have stayed quiet and promoted that fight for me on the free like you did. But you just kept going with them fucking memes. You're 50, 50, 50 years old. Fuck off. <laughs> it's all love, though. 50, serious. You're a mad bastard, but we still proper love a few of your tunes over the, this side of the world. I even blasted them on the free walking into Madison Square Garden to take one of my belts. It was called I Run New York, Beats by Drake. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that is, you can't, you but can't. Dude, get your tits out for the lads, ladies. We love you. I made a granite. You need a bra? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's true, though. You know you had to do some stuff. 50 Cent, there's nothing you can say to get your tits out for the lads, ladies. <laughs> but the photo. But you he, need a bra. But the photo he took. Oh, and it, Connor's a smaller guy, but everyone knows Connor could kick the shit out of because Fifty's oh, yeah. an alpha guy. He's a very fucking tough guy, and he's been oh. shot. So in the world of tough, he probably does yeah. win. But, but shirtless, he's been shot. Yeah, Shirt but he's just not trained. You know what I mean? He's not. He's yeah. not going to be able to kick yeah. Connor. Shirtless Fifty. The photo he picked though, he does. He does look like the mom on the Jeffersons. Just <laughs> big fat titties. So yeah, Connor's a very funny guy. A couple of the fights that have been announced, and of course, Amanda and Raquel. We do have them both. I mean, the champion against number two. We have them both calling in today. Who's number one? Oh, uh, Valentina. Um, no, I guess Valentina probably came out of the rankings because she moved down. But she, you come out of the rankings that fast? Well, yeah, because let me see. Wow. Actually, uh, well, Holly's number one. And oh, so right, okay. Yeah, and, we're, and Valentina's out of the ranking, or she's down at number two. She's she's out of the bantamweight ranking. She's in I the guess flyweight she can't ranking. be she's in number two. one. Yeah, okay. I didn't well, because she's not going to stay in both. Like when when Cowboy was fighting at welterweight and lightweight, he was in both. Okay, but now he's just a lightweight. Um, a welterweight, I mean. And a fun fight, heavyweight Alistair Overeem against Curtis Blades. Who was Curtis Blades' last fight against? Uh, Mark Hunt. That's right. The decision went over Mark Hunt. That's right. Um, did I agree with that? I don't remember. The, the oh yeah, he decision? just held him yeah. down, kind of. Yeah, he held him yeah. down, and, and, and that's and... that's on that card. On the no, that's uh, that's, that's on the Chicago card, June 9th. And Blades yeah. is a Chicago guy. Yep. Overeem's coming back from that devastating first round knockout by Francis Ngannou, which was literally as knocked out as I've ever seen anybody be. Oh yeah. And we had Alistair in for that fight, uh, and he looked pretty. Uh, he looked comfortable, but he was being kind of polite about it. And he looked nervous when when Ngannou put his arms over him. I've never seen Alistair yeah. look uh, rattled, but I think that uh, you know Ngannou is just so much bigger. Right. Well, but, yeah, Overeem's used to being the bigger guy in every he's fight. He's used to being the bigger guy, and Ngannou's just a monster. But now, he, now we have also uh, Alexander Volkov against uh, Fabricio Verdum. Yep. Is that two twenty five? 
Wait, that's uh, Chicago. Fight? No, that's coming up this weekend. That's on, oh, that is that's a weekend. UFC fight pass. Uh, it's a fight night from that's London, right. England. That's right. And also, yeah. uh, it's a great fight pass. Uh, oh yeah, Jimmy Manoa, who's from England, yep. against uh, Blahovich. Yeah. And I cannot read there because I'm getting really old. Uh, we got Tom Dukenois versus Tarion Ware. Tarion Ware, yes. Uh, mm. Which is a fun fight. And Leon and Edward- Edwards and Peter Sabata. Sabata, also a great fight. Yeah, Leon Edwards. We we would have learned if we did the knockout artist draft has one of the fastest knockouts in UFC history. Actually, who over who? Uh, I got to double check. Oh, yeah, the knockout draft that he wanted to do. <laughs> what do you mean? It was just this thing. We don't like when he suggests games. Right. Why? We I don't. Like, I like games. Matt doesn't. Uh, well, then I don't like them either. <laughs> I'm sorry. Chris the producer. Producer, I don't like the game. I got time for games. Uh, Leon Edwards. There? What do you got over there? You got nuts? What do you got? Yeah. Nuts, Jimmy? Oh, Jimmy's got nuts. I love nuts. Le- like Leon that, Edwards knocked out Seth Bachansky <laughs> in eight seconds. Eight seconds. Shit. Wow. Yeah. That's the uh, third fastest. There's a couple of ties. Before. You win the game. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Have some almonds. And uh, Are those pistachios un- unsalted. with almonds? Yeah, unsalted, though. Ooh. I don't like the salt. But trying to lose weight, I put some back on and put like 10 pounds on. Did you really? Disgusted with you myself. You look great. Thank you. I'm so disgusted with myself. Um, uh, so, uh, oh, yeah, the uh, the main event there, Verdum. Uh, against, uh, can you put that back up against uh, oh, sure, Volkov? Yeah. yeah. Against Alexander Volkov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How tall is Volkov? He, I want to say he's like 6'8", but I'll double check right But you now, were but... saying, but he's a gigantic man. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think that works against Fabrizio Verdun because of the fact that there's just Six, more seven, limbs to seven. grab. Right. There's a lot long, boy, they go to the ground, there's a lot of arm to grab. Yeah. What's and, the reach advantage? It's only a couple inches. Um, he reaches 80, and he, uh, oh, Verdun is 7'7". Yeah, three, 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 three inches. Three inches. And he's 28 and 6. What's he ranked, uh, Volkov? He's number eight. And Verdun's number three. Mm-hmm. So Volkov's coming off a knockout of Struve, mm-hmm. which was like billed as like these two skyscrapers fighting That's each right. other, and he knocked out Struve. And Verdun, I believe his last fight was the uh, unanimous decision over Marcin Tibera. That's right. So. so, yeah, that should be interesting. We were talking before the. Uh, Verdun is surprisingly huge. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't know how big he is, and then you see him in there against... I met him once. He's a massive guy. Massive guy. He doesn't look... Because you look at him in the photos or on TV, you're like, okay, he doesn't look physical. But then you see him in there against somebody, yeah. and you're like, holy shit. Like, I remember when he fought Kane. Kane looked like a fucking... Like a like a light heavyweight. He was just, right. like, small. Yeah, no, Verdum's 6'4". He's listed as 250. So. My Lord. And, yeah. what, and what is Volkov coming at, 265? Uh, he was listed at two, yeah, two fifty one six seven. Wow, height, huh? He, yeah, he's he's a little thinner than than Verdum. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah so Struve. Right. Um, I would love to see Verdum against Ngannou. Yeah. I don't think that's a good fight for Ngannou at all. Well, it's dangerous for Verdum too because he's been knocked out before. Yep. And uh, if anyone can knock him out, you know. But uh, you know, after what Stipe Miocic did to. Francis Ngannou I'd be interested to see how the next person fights him who they match him up with I mean again Francis against Derek Lewis is the fight I think everybody would love to see that makes sense next that, that's the fight two sluggers were, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know neither one of those guys is probably going to try to go to the ground no and I doubt it will go the decision um, I don't think that Ngannou has been hit as hard as Lewis can hit him right no yeah. I, I agree right and like Stipe obviously landed but I think Lewis is more of a slugger, of sure. Then again, Stipe hits hard. Yeah, oh, did, of course. No what, did Mar- Mark Hunt fight him? He fought Curtis Blades recently. No, did he fight... Uh, in, uh, in Ghanu, uh, no. Yeah, in Ghanu. They never no, fought. they never fought. Hmm. That'd be an interesting fight, though. Yeah. I'd like to see that. That would yeah. be a great fight. Yeah, I mean, because again, you know, the way to beat Hunt is to lay on top of him, as Blades did, as, as Brock did. Um, 
Right, which Ngan is not going to do. No, he's going to throw. Like he's going to go and throw a fu- an uppercut and try to fucking. Uh, then again, sh- yeah. take his head off. If Hun can break, get in. If Hun can get in, we can throw a couple leg yeah. kicks. I mean, the reach advantage. I, what is he? Eighty three inches. Uh, Ngana, he's not yeah, eighty six. No, because Jones so, is close Jones to has him. a bigger reach. I think he has no. eighty four and a half. Eighty three inches. Yeah, Ngana has eighty three inches. And Jones is what? John Jones. Yeah. Oof. Mark Hunt's 74, incidentally. So it'll be a nine inch. Yeah. But if Hunt gets in there. Yeah, Jones is 84 and a half. That's the crazy thing about John Jones. Like he would he goes up to heavyweight, he's immediately got the biggest reach, you know. But he is a heavyweight. I mean, he he just has that frame. He's he's so lucky that he has that frame that he could do light heavyweight and make the weight and not kill himself. Right. But he should be a heavyweight. Because you saw him against every other fighter. He was so much bigger than everybody. I mean, Cormier was just like, are you kidding me? Right. It's like two different Cormier. weight classes. Right. Yeah. I, I would like to see him fight. Who does Jones fight first if he enters heavyweight? I mean, you know, Stefan Struve or who, who does he fight? <laughs> fuck it. I mean, that'd be a, yeah, nope, that'd nope, be an interesting fight. It. Well, what would he be ranked? I mean, if you put John Jones in the heavyweight division right now, what what's he ranked? I mean, he's got to be in the t- he's got to be up there. Top I mean, five, he, he's right? got to be in the top five. Yeah. Well, again, that's if he fights again. So I, I would love to see uh, Ngannou against. Derek Lewis. That sounds like a fight night uh, main event because there's no belt at stake. Yeah, or a fo- on a on Fox or something. Or a yeah. co yeah a co main right. somewhere. That's a great fight. That's a great fight. Um, so we'll see uh, Verdum against uh, Volkov. We'll do our picks Wednesday. We'll have Matt call in. Yeah, or I'll get, I'll try to get him to call in, but otherwise I will get his picks from him. Oh yeah, he's, he's not fucking he's busy with yeah. the CEO, right? Who I've not heard from in a year. <laughs> Dana, he's ready to get rid of me. I know it. No. What? I'm just no. kidding. Jesus. I'm just Nobody paranoid. wants to get rid of little They Jimmy. all do. I'm paranoid. Nobody Bobby, I'm paranoid. Nobody wants to get rid of you. Paranoid. Everybody loves you. Stop scratching. I'm paranoid. I might fucking I have a cut of itches. How'd you get that? Yeah, make sure that's not uh, uh, sepsis. This? Make sure that doesn't get uh, infected with... Uh, it's a scratch. Uh, from what? Who gets scratched in the 50s? I just bumped on something. On what? You gotta make sure that it's not a rusty nail. You can get what's that thing where you get the uh, tetanus? No, the one with the fighters get AIDS. No. Oh, staff, <laughs> staff. <laughs> I don't think it's AIDS. So. No, staff. You gotta watch out for staff. Friend of mine. Uh, already, his... I know you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> a guy I knew. Yeah. A, a rusty nail got his like five, uh, four fingers removed off his hand. All right. Swear to God. Yeah. Yeah, I'll make a phone call right now. You want to talk to him? Why well, you won't be able to answer? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got him a headset for Christmas. Did he really lose four fingers? Four fingers. What, what, what did he do? What, one nail and just... Wow. He left it. He was like, ah, oh, we'll fucking heal. It got red. It got, and it, started, and it got infected and it became staph. And all of a sudden, lop, lop, lop. You got to take them all off or it's going to spread and you're going to die. No, it's really serious. That happened to uh, Whitaker. He didn't get his fingers cut off, but he had a bad it's, staph infection, didn't get treated, and it did, spread to his, his did, stomach. Oh, has you know? Romero Whitaker been announced or no? No. He's still out, huh? What are you doing, Jim? Adjusting my bag. Well, can you adjust it towards the wall? Why? I don't know. I don't want to see you adjusting your bag. <laughs> I got to do. I got to reach in there and pick my bag off my now legs. Now I know you stuck that hand in those almonds. I don't want any more almonds. I put my bag in the almonds when you weren't here. <laughs> I put my dick in balls and I shook the whole bag up. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, I'm saying this according to uh, e- ESPN. Rashad Evans <laughs> is moving back up to light heavyweight. <laughs> you like that? Yes, it's it. I hate it. I hate it more than life itself. Do you, you, know? you see the new chip animation? The Coke Logic is very funny. It makes me sick to my stomach. 
week. It's so funny. <laughs> Me and Dom watched it last night. They just did some work on the studio, by the way, to make it a little better with the computer and stuff. I know. Like I, 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 your cameras. Are yep. Happy. Me and Rob talked about it. We. How's we got, Rob doing, by the way? He's doing better. Okay, he's so. doing great. He's healing. But uh, yeah, we got new computers. We got new everything. Everything's upgraded. Everything's done. So the Chip yeah. Chipperson podcast. By the way, I'm going to be performing this Friday night in. Um, so I'll be in, in uh, Foxwoods Casino in Los in uh, in Connecticut, which I can't wait. It's one of my favorite gigs. And then Washington DC, 22, 23, 24, the amazing DC Improv. Chris, I'm sorry, what were you gonna say? I, oh, can no, I say no, something? Yeah, I want to thank the fans of this show because they came out and saw me. This a bunch of them came out to see me in Rochester this weekend. Oh, that's great. From the last time I was on last week. Oh, okay, good. So, and I'm gonna be a comedy on state this weekend. Where's that? Wisconsin. Okay. One of the best clubs, hands down, in the world. Like, I mean, ask any comic. Comedy on State, one of the best clubs ever. I was just going to say that, actually. I was like, I always hear that from... Where in Wisconsin? They come in. It's uh, Madison, Wisconsin. It's downtown. Uh, the, the It's it's a, a Greek husband and wife. They're great. And their two daughters who are... They're both 11s. <laughs> I mean, 11s. That's an appropriate pub. What? They're pretty girls. Oh, pretty girls. Okay, yeah. it's age. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> uh, He's all psyched. Oh, the eleven. They uh, no, they're, but they're the nicest people in the world. Greatest club in the world this weekend. So you should play. You never played there? No, I did a theater when I was in Madison. I did something. I oh. think. Yeah. Not, not a big one, but a small one. But I, I would love to do a club. Oh, dude, the club. You'll love it. I'll tell him. You should definitely do that. And and the comedy one, the comedy on college. You should do that. You'd love that. Okay. Too. Yeah. I'm renaming my tour to Good Natured Joshin with an N apostrophe at the end. Chris, what were you going to say? That's good. It's a great idea. Uh, I, I love it. I do like that. Um, Rashad Evans, I'm reading, is moving back up to light heavyweight, and he's going to fight Anthony Smith at UFC what? 225. How, what was his record down at uh, middleweight? Um, and how long was he down there for? I think... I, I'm, don't lie or I'll know. I'm looking now. I think he was down for two <laughs> fights. He lost to Dan Kelly. Dan Kelly, yes, the uh, uh, judo guy. It's my yeah. uncle. That's right. His nickname is Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix Kelly. Yeah, Phoenix Kelly. Uh, he lost it. Yeah, he lost to Dan Kelly, and then he lost to Sam Alvey. Both split decisions. I mean, Sam's up at light heavyweight, isn't he? Did he yeah. just fight up at light heavyweight? Yes, he did. Yeah. Who did he? Uh, and he won. He won big. He, uh, uh, huge knockout. I want to say in the first round. Yeah, Marcin Prakniow. Wasn't that a guy who was a high prospect or something? Yes, that was first his UFC, UFC fight. Debut. Yes, yep, exactly. And uh, boy, yeah, a smiling Sam fucking put it to him. Yeah. Really, a devastating knockout. It makes sense for him to fight in light heavyweight. I feel like he, you know, it, 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 as the guys go through their career, it just makes more sense to. to How cut old that is Alvey? Because uh, as they get older, a lot of times they just don't want to cut the weight anymore. I don't blame him. Absolutely, he. I mean, he's only thirty-one, but but even still, it, it can take something out of you. Luke's young; he, he wants to move up to light heavyweight. So now, what is uh, Gustafson? Does he have anything on the line now, or no? Is he any any, any fights? I mean, down the, in the pipeline? No, the I mean pipeline. he <laughs> he. You know, he responded to Luke Rockle's call out. He called Luke Chinny and said, "You know, come up to light heavyweight. I'd fight you." That's what they call me. Uh, <laughs> I wish they called me that. <laughs> They call me Chindlessy. <laughs> Chindlessy. Um, you know, and then Gustafson, I mean, he's still in the mid. His last fight was against uh, Glover Teixeira when he had a, argu arguably his best fight. Kept landing that uppercut against Glover, and then, you know, he's waiting to see what happens with uh, with Cormier, with the light heavyweight title. Oh, so, Cormier is fighting... Uh, he's moving up to fight Stipe. Oh, that's a real... That's really... Hap when is that? Um... I, has that been announced? The date no, that's it right? Has. Yeah, I think it's July seventh. Yeah, it's that July seventh fight week card. Yeah, yeah. It's, I can't believe that's happening. That is how tall is Cormier and what's his reach? I, Seven eight. Oh, I thought shorter. That's different than I thought. <laughs> he is. He's a giant. Yeah, Cormier's five eleven. He has a seventy two and a half inch reach. And what? Jesus. And what is that? Jesus. What is that? I mean, 
I'm going to check. What are you looking for? His reach? 5'11", 72 and a half. His reach is 80. He's got an 80-inch reach. Stipe? Stipe so to a 72. Seven and a half talking, inch now, reach. And what's the height? You're talking at five You're talking at eight, eight inches. He's got eight inches. He's got, uh, Jesus, 40 pounds. That's a tough fight right. for Cormier. Well, that's the thing. 40 pounds, but Cormier's been cutting to light heavyweight. You know, when he comes in at light heavyweight... What does Cormier weigh? Maybe 225? I'm just guessing, 225. He can easily walk in against Stipe at 230. He can, mm, he yeah. can put on muscle. He can put on weight. Well, he's going to be that Popeye's chicken, baby. Right, why not? But he's yeah. also such a fucking... The cardio on both of these guys is incredible. Yeah. Cormier's cardio is fucking tremendous. So that may give him an advantage. Um, yeah, that's a great fight. It's a really, really hard one. I mean, I can't pick against Stipe again. You cannot pick against Stipe. He's going to kill me, but yeah. I, I, I can't pick. And it's hard to pick against Cormier, too, because he's such right. a great wrestler, and he's so tough. And you saw what he did to uh, Uzdemir, who, again, is not Stipe, right. but he showed you that a big, devastating puncher like uh, Uzdemir, I mean, literally, first round. What did, right. what did he say? There's levels to this game? I think Matt remembered, remembered uh, absolutely. that. Absolutely. I forgot about that. July the 7th. Fuck, do I want to see that fight. Yeah, and the Ultimate Fighter's starting, too. They're both coaching the Ultimate Fighter, both coaching teams of undefeated fighters. Now, that would really be a uh, it's, it's too soon, but that would be a great card to put Cyborg. Cyborg uh, Nunez, the July seventh one. That'd be a great. Yeah, I mean, maybe. that'd be a great card. Yeah, I got to be honest. I, who do you root? You can't root against either. They're literally stupid. No, but I mean, like as far as nice guys are, or guys I like as people, they're they're interchangeable. They're both great guys. Yeah. Right. So and they're both extraordinarily tough, resourceful. They're, I think Cormier is probably the more seasoned wrestler, like the more decorated wrestler. Am I crazy yes. to say that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the Olympics, again, yeah. what after what fucking Stipe did to Francis Ngannou. And the fact that that uh, Verdum's uh, jujitsu, uh, you know, again, the by far the best in the heavyweight division, probably not the best in, in all of UFC, maybe except for Damian, Meyer, it didn't matter. No, it didn't fucking matter. He uh, he knocked him out going backwards. So I, I don't know who I take in that fight, man. That's a really really tough fight. Man. I think Stipe. Yeah, I do too. Is but he's gonna win. Cormier is so tough though, dude. He literally, and he pointed out it did take Jones tripping him to knock him down after that head kick. Right. Cormier is a fucking pit bull. Yeah, undefeated know. as a heavyweight. Cormier. I like Cormier. You I really Tenno do. Was a heavyweight? Was that correct? Tenno, I, I think you're right. Pride? Uh, was he in Pride before? No, he was in. Uh, uh, he was Strike Force. Force yeah. Sorry, Strike. When we met him, he, was t- strike he just came over. Strike Force champion, but heavyweight. Right, heavyweight champion. And uh, yeah, he's forced lightweight now. Well, but but when he came to the UFC, the heavyweights were so much bigger. I think they were bigger than. I mean, except for... Uh, I mean, Brock is a monster. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, well, Steve is a big guy, but he's not, like, classically what you no. think of as a, as a, a heavyweight. In, like, when you look at an Ngannou or an Overeem or whatever, Steve is just a big man, but he could, you know... But also, yeah. Kane uh, is good friend, is a heavyweight. Maybe Cormier didn't want to be a heavyweight and fight him, too. I imagine they were training together back then. Yeah, I can't imagine they would ever That's fight probably is. I'll tell you, it won't be a fun fight. If Cormier does okay as heavyweight... Uh, Oh my God, Cormier, Derek Lewis, mm. Cormier. Because I'll be honest, the light heavyweight division is the least exciting division to me right now, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's just not as exciting. Um, I don't. It, it doesn't do as much for me when I hear about those fights. That's, weird. That's so weird to hear. Yeah, it because is. that was the division yeah. for so long. Chuck that, Tito, Rampage, oh, all those guys. I mean, yeah. that division made the UFC. Yep. For so many years, but yeah. exciting. That is to me at this point. Again, it doesn't suck. It's just the least exciting at this moment, and that can change with two or three fighters switching uh, weight classes. Right. Cormier goes up to heavyweight, though. All right. Cormier against uh, Derek Lewis. Cormier against Francis Ngannou. 
how does a guy like because he's so much shorter and smaller right. than Ngannou? Like, well, that's be like watching think, a guy fight his nephew. I think that goes the same way. I think that goes the same way as the Stipe fight. Like you, you have the formula now. If you are a high wrestler, a high level wrestler like Cormier, yeah, but is he strong enough to do that to fucking Ngannou? Yes. Yeah, the only the only person that's given him problems or that's beaten him is John Jones and Gustafson. You know, was a challenge for for Cormier. It was a very very tough fight. It but, was, but otherwise. That's it. Cormier's, you know, oh, arguably the best. Right behind so I think he, if he goes in, he could he could take anybody down. Yeah, yeah. And Gano would just take him down and have to. Do yeah, but his, you know, he's not going to be able to stand with that guy. But Stipe no. couldn't. Stipe had a hard time putting. Oh yeah, he did put him down. He, he, but he, he did a little bit better against the fence than I thought. And then Stipe just kind of laid on him. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I think Cormier probably could take him down. But it's, it's, some guys just have build a, have a nice wide base. And they're not as easy to take down as people think. Connor against Nate, and then against Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, but they, John Jones was—he's a wrestler. He's not—he wasn't a boxer. He's not a fight. John Jones' base was wrestling. Right. So you put him against uh, uh, DC, who's an Olympic wrestler, but still, it's two wrestlers fighting. And John developed this crazy fighting style that was just hard to deal with, especially being bigger. Long, I mean everything. I think he was in his head a little bit. You're talking this uh, Ngano who who throws a punch. Let's be honest, he can throw a punch, and he's not a wrestler. He doesn't know. He he doesn't even know. Yeah. He has no base in wrestling. No. He's gonna go in there, throw him on his fucking head. And have and, you ever seen a more tired fighter than Ngano in that fight? I got to be honest. I gave him a lot of credit for making it through to a decision though. Like Francis was fucking by the second round, he was tired. Yeah. The fact that he toughed it out against an animal like Stipe. Who was just laying it on him? It, it was miraculous that he lasted, and and he's really. I think physically, he, you just look at that guy and you want him to be the champ, and you know his story too. Yeah, his right. terrible backstory. Poster, yeah, exactly. You want that story. You want a guy like that to be the heavyweight. You guys see, like Stipe is just an average dude. He's not like physically. Oh my god! But to me, I think I like that better. I like a guy yeah. with just a regular Joe coming out. From his Cleveland and just beating the shit out of people that Stipe you, that you think that he couldn't. Yeah, that's you know, that's what it was. It was a it was a work ethic win yes. over a gutter. That's really how he. Man, beat like, him. I got best team, best team, best coaches. Best, he was just Stipe is a fucking I, meat and potatoes guy. Love it. Probably takes a giant dump every morning. Yeah. is <laughs> a fucking guy. You know, a fucking he mows his own lawn. He fucking yeah, pushes yeah. a plow to work out. Yeah, he's an animal. He's 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 your worst fucking nightmare because again, he's just a Central Ohio. Fucking animal. Yep. Just one of those guys that would go to a bar and drink 30 Schlitz and fucking punch <laughs> yeah. you through a window. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I love Stipe for that. He's just, he, he, they don't see him coming. They know he can fight. They all respect him. Nobody thinks he stinks. They all know he's good. Right. But they, I, and I respected Ngannou's honesty when he said, I underestimated my opponent. First of all, your team, you better ask, how do you allow your, this guy, your fighter, to underestimate the champion? Right. But the, the winningest I mean, heavyweight champion. But yeah. But you look right. at what he was doing. And it's working. Yeah. So as a yes. team, you're like, look, dude, we're fuck. This motherfucker is flying through people. Right. He he did a rock 'em sock 'em robot to Alistair Overeem. I mean, you you're like, what's wrong? What would just keep doing what you're doing? Right. You just don't take into account that this other motherfucker is just you know doesn't have all the tools you have. But will out, you know, he's just going to beat you. For sure. Well, and that's, I mean, you got to, if you're in Ganu, why would you think anybody could take the shot? You know what I mean? Like Stipe ate the punches and went through it and just took him down. fucking ate him. You wouldn't think that he could. He ate yeah. a couple. He was, he, no, but he got staggered in the first round. Yeah. I believe uh, Francis rocked him a little bit in the first round, if I remember correctly. Yep. He was, uh, 
And again, he's just such a resourceful, smart fighter that he got kind of, he was able to weather it or it might just been towards the end of the round. But uh, I think he knows that if Francis really lays into him, because you can see it on Overeem's face when, and again, I, I think Stipe is probably a better uh, wrestler than Overeem, but when yeah. you saw him against the cage and you saw, I don't want to say, if, did Overeem have underhooks or not? I don't remember. But when he was trying he did, to yeah. maneuver Stipe around, and, and I'm sorry, uh, Francis and Gunnar, and then you, you could see he was like, oh, fuck, yeah. this guy's a, a, a monster. So that was a problem. Yeah, that was the first time you actually saw them in that position. You were like, oh my God, and Ganu is like hiding He's, Overeem behind him. Overeem couldn't, couldn't him. flip yeah. him around on the right. cage. And that, and he looked like he was uncomfortable with that. So um, let's try to get uh, Raquel yeah, we want to call the Raquel? Sure. Yeah, sure. We should have called her an hour ago. Oh my God. All right. Hi, Raquel. <laughs> they are fighting, of course. It's the main event, UFC 224. Saturday, May the 12th, from Rio de Janeiro, 10 o'clock <laughs> Eastern Time on pay-per-view. Rio de Janeiro. Yes, Rio de Janeiro. It's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a great fight. Hey, Raquel, how are you? <laughs> Raquel? Hello, Raquel? <laughs> are you going to do an accent? Yeah. All right, here we go. Raquel, hello, how are you? No, this isn't Raquel. This is Tisha. Raquel's finishing her training right now. Hi, Tisha. Well, what time will she be done? You're supposed to have her on the phone. Can you call her back in about 15 minutes? She should be done in 15 minutes. We might not be able to. Congratulations, by the way. You guys uh, got engaged, correct? Yes, thank C you. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, we'll try her uh, if we can. We have, uh, we have Amanda coming on the phone, so if we can, we can, and, and we might run out of time. Okay. Um, we'll see if we can. All right. All right. All right. Bye. Thank you, both. Well, all right, let's try. Uh, hey, man, training sometimes goes long. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know. I yeah. understand. Let's try Amanda. Uh, sure. Okay. Let's try her early and then see if we can reverse. Switch them. Reverse them. Uh, let's see. Here's what we do, Bob. Let's see if we can go. Fart. Yeah, let's let's do it that way. People love what I do. How do you do that? Fart. How do you do it? Fart. Fart. That's the sound of a reversal. Is it? Yeah. It's also the sound of a good chili fart. Boy, Tisha, when I said can I say congratulations, literally I might have said, I understand that you have all-wheel drive. <laughs> she couldn't have given a shit about my stupid no, well wishes. It came, it came out of nowhere. This is Nina. Oh, okay. Hi, Nina. We're calling. Uh, we're a few minutes early. We're hoping to get Amanda on the phone. How are you? Yep. Well, I'm good. I will pass her over once Oh, again. awesome. Thank you very much. Because we had to reverse. And now we have Amanda. Hello? Hi, Amanda. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. This is uh, Jim. And uh, Matt is not here today. He's off with Dana. But you're calling into UFC Unfiltered. And Bob Kelly is sitting in. Hey, you, you doing okay? Okay. Awesome. Good. Last time we doing, talked, doing good. I, I'm obsessed with sinuses because my sinuses are awful. So how about we wanted to get an update on yours. How is your nose? How's your breathing? You know, I went to the doctor. They they gave me like a, a nose spray. Been working very well. I've been training, I've been using, and I feel fine. Actually, this nose spray helped me a lot. But uh, sometimes uh, when I'm uh, next to my dogs, um, you know, sometime in the sometime in the year, in the month, uh, is worse. But uh, I be able to control now with this spray. It's pretty awesome. Now, because most of those sprays that work in your nose that I've used before, that it's a steroid. So what are they giving you? Because I would love to, to try it. You know, I have, I have to check it out. The name is very complicated for me to say. Okay. But I talked to USADA, you know, they, they give me like a couple days before the fight. And been working very well, you know. And every time... In, I'm close to the fight. I've been away a little for my dogs, you know, all those 
those things give me allergy. I oh. still wait and to see if I be able to, you know, get better. And actually, I'm I'm being way better than before. Okay, that's good to hear. So you didn't have to have anything major done. You're just trying a new spray. Yeah, I'm trying a new spray and to see, you know, after this fight, if I go back there and then see what I, what I can do. But I really don't want to do any, like, surgery or something because sure. I, I, I see all the time people tell me, like, oh, I have the same and then come back again. Yeah, I had, the, I had the surgery back in 2008. But I probably needed it done a little bit better. I want to do it again. I, I wish it had been done a little more thoroughly. It helped a little bit, but it's not quite what it should be. Um, and uh, you're fighting, obviously, the main event against Raquel Pennington. I mean, people weren't sure if it was going to be Raquel or there's a lot of talk about you going up and fighting Cyborg. Is that something that's on your And obviously, you're focusing on Raquel right now, but that must be on your mind in some, on some level. You know, of course, like I'm focusing on Raquel right now. Like I said before, I I make this very clear, you know. Uh, when when <clears throat> when I text I text Dan White like I wanted this fight because I don't have nobody in my division, you know. My division, I didn't even know if I'm gonna fight soon, you know. I was concerned to to stay like waiting, waiting, waiting years because I've been in that position before, waiting so long for a fight. Right. And I don't want to do it again. I don't want to stay here waiting, waiting, waiting. But now we have Rocky and we have one more. We have the, the Brazilian, the Kaylin. Oh, Kaylin Vieira. Yeah, Kaylin Vieira. Exactly. And I feel like my division starts like grow, you know. If you give, if you give attention, the division is going to be awesome. And now I have two. I have Rocky and, and Kaylin. I think like... Rock is my, my next step, and I want to see Caitlin after, for sure. Uh, yeah, Caitlin, who did, Chris, who did Caitlin just beat? She was devastating uh, in her last she, fight. Uh, she fought Kat Zingano. Oh, Kat Zingano. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, she was really, really great. Was Kat was coming off, uh, I believe, a long layoff. And, and Raquel is also coming off a long layoff. The last time she fought, was it at uh, 200? When she fought Misha was her last fight. I Misha. Think. Yeah, Misha. 205, 205. It was 205 yeah. in New York, right? Yeah. Yep. 2016. So, okay, yeah. So you're, she's coming off a loss, as, a long layoff as well. How do you think that might affect her? You know, I've been there before, like I say. I, you know, before I stay almost like a year without fight. I never want to wanna wait for that long again for, for a fight, you know. I know, like, to motivate it to go to the gym every day, like, it's hard, you know. And, um, Rocky was in in an accident, and then she's like waited the whole time to get him clear by the doctor. I think because I've been there before, and I know affects a little bit to get in shape back in training. But uh, I know she she's an athlete, you know. I know she can get in there and then and then walk and then get back fast, you know. But I don't think it's gonna be a issue for for Rocks come back strong, you know. That's why I'm focusing. And 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 Rocky, that Rocky fight Misha, you know, that that performance was awesome. And yeah. I'm I'm training for that Rocky, you know. And I think it's gonna be fire. I think she's gonna come back strong. That's a good attitude. You're you're, you're planning on the Raquel who beat Misha. You're not you're not looking at ring rust or or anything like that. You're 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 planning to fight the Raquel that fought Misha Tate. Exactly. I'm I'm pretty sure she she got like very confident after that fight. 
and I I think she's gonna I think it's gonna be a great fight. I think she's gonna it's gonna be awesome. She's gonna come ready, and it's gonna be a great battle. Now Jermaine Duranime is is ranked number five. She's not fought since that Holly fight, has she, Chris? No, she hasn't. She's had issues yeah, she's with not. her hand. So oh, yeah. she had an issue. So hopefully, yeah. uh, if she winds up having another fight and looking good, that could be somebody else. Uh, who, who's a possible contender in that division. So you do have, a, you're right, I, I guess the division is kind of shaping up. So you're saying it's more attractive to stay where you are now instead of just jumping up to fight Cyborg immediately. You know, because always the fights against Cyborg and that is going to be something like, oh, it's going to happen. Oh, have a lot of things involved in that, you know. Having the contract involved for her, for me, we have to make sense for both of us, you know, sure. so we can do this. And it's nothing personal against Cyborg. You know, I know she's Brazilian. I know, you know, she, she like, talk about, like, because we're Brazilian, we're not supposed to fight, things like that. But uh, when it become a, when, when it become a, a professional fighter to become at the best, you want to beat the best, you know? Sure. I, it's not, the, it's not the personal against her. And, uh, I feel, I feel like there a lot of things involved in that. And they are no one waiting for that. I want to keep a fight, you know. I don't want to wait to sure. to negotiate anything. I want to keep a fight, you know. Right now, my my division have a new a new contender. I'm excited for that, and whatever happen after that, we'll see, you know. But it's not it's not anything that I'm focusing right now. Yeah, no, I definitely understand that, and I and I think you're right. When she said, like, well, she's Brazilian, I, I don't think the, the, the native country or where you're born has anything to do with who you fight as a professional fighter. I mean, Americans fight each other all the time. The British fight each other all the time. Exactly. Uh, uh, Holly fight Ronda. Uh, Misha fight Holly. And, and nobody, like, say anything like that. I don't know why uh, only with a Brazilian, Brazilian uh, division or the girls from Brazil have to be like that. You know? I... I, I feel like this is a sport and this is a professional. Is anything against her? I don't want to fight her because she's Brazilian. It's not that. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, be the best, you know? She's the best. I'm the best. My division is only about that. It's not to do the personal thing. Actually, I, I she's been doing uh, a great uh, working head division. She's been, like, you know, in the top for a while. I respect that. It's nothing sure. to do with that, you know. But uh, right now, honestly, I don't want to wait for nothing. I want to fight. Have two two girls in my division right now, and I want to uh, run it to through those girls, you know. And after that, who knows? We'll see. Well, does Vieira have another fight lined up? No, or are they going to probably wait? I mean, they have to give her another fight before uh, she gets you. know, maybe not. I honestly, I think she's deserving, you know. After. After uh, this fight against Rocky, I think she deserves the next title shot. She beat the girl, beat me. You know That's what I mean? That's right. Yeah. She beat. She beat the girl, beat me. I think she deserves. I think she's ready. You know, and and uh, I'm excited to fight her. I I want to, I want to like, you know, give my best against Rock and then get in my belt, get in my belt there with me and then. Step for Kayla, for sure. Well, you're promoting, and we have to talk to Raquel, hopefully now. Um, we, uh, we always enjoy talking to you, Amanda. You're, you're such a great champion. And uh, we ask one more question. Which one do you think? Uh... Oh, yeah, Amanda, do you mind if I ask you about, um, recently you, you signed on with Invicta as part of like their, their development team and oh. doing some matchmaking mm -hmm. and things like that. How, how is that going, and is that something you would want to continue to do after your own fighting career, potentially? 
yeah, goal is awesome. You all, always always something that I want to do, you know, for uh, give it back, you know, for this sport. And I think help all those girls, especially from Brazil. Uh, all those girls don't know how to speak English and uh, sometimes need, need somebody that they, tr- they trust. And I'm very happy to be there for them, you know. Like, I'm not, I'm not there because I want any money for those girls, you know. I really want to be there for helping those girls, you know, because I was in that position at the time and I have people around me. I want to be that kind of people when I, ha- I have it before. I want to be there for them as well. And I feel like with Invicta, Invicta always go to Brazil. Uh, they always pick all those girls from Brazil and then bring here, you know. And when I when I saw this, and I talked to Shannon, she like so in love with all those girls, bring all those girls to fight here from Brazil. They they love it how those girls, um, the passion from all those girls in, from Brazil when they come, they see the Invicta belt, and then I I play with my friend like. I think I'm gonna talk to Shane. I think I wanna be a part of this. You know, I wanna like help help those girls get the dreams come true. I I wanna I wanna be there for those girls. How I how I can do that? And then my friend Kelini talked to Shannon about that. And then I got a call from Shannon, and she was very very I got very happy. And we we've been working so far. Everything is awesome. You know, I signed a. I just signed a Brazilian girl named Luana Alzugi. She's like five-time world, world uh, jiu-jitsu champion. Mm. And she might do her debut, MMA debut in May, the next Invicta. And I'm very excited. I've been talking to all those girls from Brazil who's already signed with Invicta. It's been awesome. I love to, to be a part of this, you know. Oh, that's I will, great. I will, keep, I will keep going after you know, I retire for sure. That's great. Well, uh, hopefully you won't be retiring anytime soon. You're really, you're going to go down <laughs> as one of the greatest uh, Bantamweight champions in history. And, and it's, it's always fun to watch you fight. And uh, it's good talking to you again. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Okay, Amanda. Take care. We'll talk to you again. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, she's uh, the scientist. I, I can't, uh, I want to know what spray, she, we can find out what spray she's taking. Because if it's working for her. Yeah. I would love to know what it is because I have to get that too. I, I have sinus headaches pretty much every day, every other day. You can breathe through your nose, can't you? I can breathe, but I have my my septum is pushed over because I broke my nose so many times. As a kid, I got Did my you? nose busted uh, like five times. What happened? You hit it into a gentleman's belly button? Yeah, it was just you know when you're <laughs> trying to make a little extra money as a thirteen year old. Um, yeah, so but I can't. I get sinus. I, it it kills me. I have to. I have to take stuff on the road with me. I have to have. Afrin, but I can't use it too much. You do Afrin, I use in an emergency. I try yeah. not to, because then the next night it feels like someone's got their dick shoved in my nostril. It's the worst. <laughs> Again? <laughs> yeah. I mean, without the fun part. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up Podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up. An epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially close-out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. 
The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transitions. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value, free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. Let's try, <laughs> let's try uh, Raquel one more time and see if she's available. Yeah. Let's give her a shot now. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Raquel, pick up the phone. Hopefully Tisha will answer. I'm going to re-congratulate her. <laughs> Jimbo. Okay, hello. Uh, we were calling for uh, Raquel. This is her. Oh, hi, Raquel. We caught you in your training before. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. We just had a nice, uh, nice talk with uh, Amanda, and uh, she spoke That's highly cool. of you. She, uh, she said she's preparing. We were asking about ring rust. Let's ask you, how, how do you feel this long layoff is going to affect you? Um, you know, I mean, I may have been out for a long time, but uh, technically I really haven't been out for a long time. Being a coach to Tisha and being a coach to other athletes around me, um, and then as well as the time when I wasn't injured and being able to be Tisha's partner and then partners for, we train a lot with the Olympic athletes and stuff. So I've had partners where they're smaller than me, sometimes my size, sometimes I worked up to bigger, just depending on how I was feeling. So it exactly hasn't, it may be a year, 18 months off from the spotlight, but it hasn't been 18 months out of the gym. Okay. So you've been training and you've been uh, getting ready. Cause she said that she's preparing for the, because uh, she said she's also had long time off from fighting at times, like a year without a fight. She's preparing for the Raquel who who beat Misha Tate. Sounds about right. Now, I, I, you got an academic scholarship. Is this before you fought at all, or were you fighting and training back then when you got the scholarship? No, so I actually never grew up with the background of fighting. Um, I just grew up being a huge, I just grew up being a huge tomboy um, with my guy cousins and stuff. But uh, I was always big into your other athletics, so or your other sports: basketball, volleyball, softball, cross country. Played some football, did baseball, soccer, like everything you can possibly think of. I've always been very active, but I never had a background of fighting. So it just kind of happened after injuring myself. Um, and then I took my academic scholarship, and then I kind of just got into fighting. And so after fighting, you may want to pursue that? Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different things that have taken my interest. I do love learning. And so the fact, I mean, I do want to go back to school and everything, but... I think throughout this time of being laid off and having the injuries, uh, I found a passion towards um, like sports medicine and physical therapy type of stuff. So um, in some shape or form, I do want to still coach and be involved with the game in that aspect, but then I also want to help. So, 
Well, congratulations on, uh, I think since the last time we talked to you in uh, May, it's been a while for you now, but you got engaged, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Are you, are you looking forward to getting married, or are you nervous about it? <laughs> um, I guess it's a nerve-wracking thing. I mean, it's a lifelong commitment, but Tisha's a great girl, and I've never had somebody who matched everything about me, and the fact that she understands my fighting. I mean, a lot of people really don't understand what goes into a fighter's career and stuff, and all the discipline, everything that comes along with it, and because she's chasing the same dream. I mean, she understands it to the fullest, and she's more than supportive. So sure. Uh, and I mean, my family and everybody adores her, and so what's not to love? And uh, you also know you're you're recovering from a broken leg, which you got. Can you describe how that happened? Um, so I've been hunting ever since I was seven years old. Uh, I, you know, never had an injury out there where we were doing anything. But I mean, I guess you could say things. They always tend to happen, you know, and. We were up on the mountain hunting that morning. We were coming down, and we were in our side-by-sides, and it was snowing. We were coming around the corner, and this, my cousin was driving side-by-side, just got top-heavy. It went to go roll on my side, and my rifle was in between my legs. I, my first reaction, obviously, there's no doors on the side-by-side, so I tried to jump out. And I would have clearly made it out, but because my rifle was in between my legs, it caught my left leg. Oh, so it caused the roll cage to completely smash my leg and trap me underneath. And then my cousin fell on top of me and had to climb out the windshield. And they had to lift it up, and I drug myself out. Um, we were about 45 minutes up into the mountains from a hospital, so wow. trying to get down those dirt roads was horrible. Did you know it was broken immediately, or did it take you a second? I have a ridiculous pain tolerance. So I knew something was wrong and it just burned really bad. Um, I was more worried about the fact that everything in my knee was torn. And then it, the way it was burning, I kind of felt like maybe uh, my shin bone came out of my skin. So, but I mean, I, we've been out there hunting for five days now. So I had layers on top of layers on. And then uh, luckily I had heavy duty boots on that were pretty high. So when we got to the emergency room and they started cutting everything off, uh, and they got my boot off. Um, it was just, I mean, it was the weirdest thing, but uh, they ended up doing the MRI and everything came back completely normal. The doctor said I lucked out with the fact that I didn't shatter more of my bone because if I would have done that, there's nothing that they could really do for back there and the lower leg, so it would have been a higher risk of amputation. And, wow. Um, wow. Yeah, and then the way my calf looked, it literally looked like a half pipe, like you can go snowboard on that shit. But uh, it turned out that and they said if that was torn, that they couldn't fix that because there's nowhere to connect it on the backside of your knee. But again, luckily that came back normal. So it's just been a lot of uh, letting the bone heal. I obviously had to stay on crutches for a while. I was in a brace. And then a lot, a lot of therapy on the backside of my leg. What were you going to hunt? What were you hunting for? We were hunting for elk and deer. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's great. So you're just an outdoorsy person. You like that lifestyle. Oh, yeah. I love it. I could live in the mountains. Five days? Uh, are you are you in a cabin? Like for me, the I couldn't do it. The toilet situation would drive me nuts. I'm a hotel person. Oh my gosh, you sound like Tisha. I love <laughs> it. Like she didn't really, what kind of, I what, told her I was coming home, and I was like, you know, be prepared. Five days, no shower. She's like, you don't shower out there. I was like, well, you know, you can heat up some water in a pot and go take a shower behind the tent, but no. Yeah. Wait. Oh, so she doesn't go with you? No. So you guys are out in a tent. Oh yeah, you got to rough it up. That's great. I love it. I'm, I actually just bought. A, I bought an uh, my. A tent for me and my son. We're going camping uh, this summer. There we go. Yeah, I just got. You, what, could you, what kind of gun do you have? Um, I have a two seventy. Oh, nice. I don't know what that is, yeah. but I, I I do know. <laughs> could now could she have gone with you, but she didn't want to, or is her fighting schedule not allowed? Did she just go the hell with that? I'm not doing it. 
No, she could have gone, um, but then at the same token, it was kind of just she had some stuff going on, and then uh, it's kind of my time with my family too, uh, with my like guy cousins and my uncles and my pompo. So um, I kind of just, you know, I mean, we're together all the time from the minute we wake up to the minute we go to sleep. We're at the gym all the time. So it was kind of just my time. And then I told her eventually I wanted to take her. Where do you go for your honeymoon? You go up to the woods or do you go somewhere tropical? And Really? Come on. The woods, right? <clears throat> yeah, we go up in the mountains. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. Why? Because Tisha's not going to enjoy that. Oh, come on. No, Nobody wants to go on their honeymoon into the woods. <laughs> yes, she did. No, you don't. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. The, the sun, the, the, the animals, the air no, is beautiful. Actually, we're going we're to get married in the mountains. I convinced her for that one. We're going to have a full wedding, and then we'll go do probably a tropical honeymoon because she's a tropical girl. Oh, you know what? That's a fair compromise. You spend a day or so in the mountains, and then you go have, you know, yeah, I, I could do that. Uh, now, 224, it's your first main event, and it's also in the UFC, and it's your first time fighting outside of the United States. Does that play into your thinking at all, or your preparation, or, or does that affect you at, at all? No, I mean, you know, it's just, it's the same thing. It's another arena, it's another octagon, what's the difference? I mean, they sit here, and as much as people want to say, oh, you're going to Brazil, you're stepping into her home country, this, that, or another, like, what does that matter? What's the difference if she's having to fight in America, even though she lives in Florida? Like, there's no difference. It's a sport, and you got to travel the world. I've always wanted to go to Rio. I've been to different parts of Brazil, so now here we are going to Rio. And, I mean, at the end of the day, we're going down to sea level. I'm coming from high altitude. There's really no difference. And then I've always kind of been underdog in my career and stepped into people's homeland. So uh, it's kind of the way I prefer it. All right. Well, listen, we're really looking forward to this fight. It is. Uh, we just talked to Amanda again, uh, 224, Saturday, May the 12th from Rio. 10 o'clock, it's going to be a pay-per-view. And uh, before we let you go, this is your first main event. Did you ever have to train for a five-round fight before or no? Uh, I've always trained for five-round fights. So even though we fight three-round fights, um, I can go further on. So this is nothing new coming up for me. Yeah, she had a car fall in her leg. Didn't feel it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> I prefer it. You know, I, uh, I tend to, it's crazy because after every fight that I've ever fought, every time I hit the third round, I'm like, where's more rounds? Like, I'm always ready to keep going. Yeah. So it's just the more rounds you add to me, the more that I love it. I hit the third step and I'm done. I want to just go back <laughs> down the steps. <laughs> All right, Raquel, it's good talking to you. And uh, listen, good luck. Maybe we'll talk to you again before the fight. But May 12th from Rio and uh, championship fight, you against the man. It's an incredible fight. Yeah. And uh, thanks for talking to us. Thanks, guys. All right. Take, take care. care. You too. Bye-bye. That was fun. Um, okay, good. I'm glad you got to finish her training. Yep. Yes. We get to chat with her. That was a good, nice... Uh, well, how'd you do it? Reverse? How does it go? Oh, wait. We got a man first. Oh, boy. Perfect. The classic. The cap. The no, cla that's you got to do the hands, too. We were supposed to have Brock Kelvin and Amanda. We got first. Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> Uh, There's something wrong with my friend. They call friend. it in the business. There's yeah. something wrong with my friend. <laughs> All right, Bobby, thank you. This was a lot of fun. Matt, yeah, we'll be man. back next week. So uh, Wednesday, we got Phoenix coming in. Yeah. Phoenix Kelly. Phoenix Kelly. Yes. And uh, what Wednesday, was it? it's Phoenix Kelly with James Norton. Uh, Phoenix Kelly and little Jimmy Tendernips. On, <laughs> on Monday, a little Jimmy Tendernips and Big Tit Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Bobby. Always fun. Buddy, thanks for having me. Please check me out, robertkellylive.com. Go to my shows, uh, see my stuff, listen to my podcast, and uh, God bless America, huh? Yeah, see you soon, Matt. 
Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.